This is not a resolution podcast episode. It's the opposite. It is your roadmap for planning a 2023 where you live life fully. More of whatever you want and less of whatever you don't want. Maybe it's more money or less time spent in the car or under fluorescent lights. Maybe it's more time for self-care and less time being resentful or holding on to something. Maybe it's more time for adventures and less time with people who don't make you feel your best. Whatever it is that you want more of and less of in 2023, we are designing a roadmap today to get there. Because we know it's rarely the big actions that move the needle. It's the small things we do every day over and over, even when you don't feel like it. Success is relentless execution. Every year we are older and wiser, so let's lean into what we really want this year and work backwards and make a plan to get there. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. In the next 30 minutes or so, you and I together are going to plan your awesome 2023. I have gathered all my best notes and tips and everything I've learned and listened to and tried out myself for what I think are the best tips for new year planning. Now, this is not a resolution podcast because I think a lot of times resolutions kind of set ourselves up to fail in a way. And I also think the January 1st thing is so arbitrary. Lives are complicated. You could be sick or someone you take care of could be sick or you could be in between jobs or there are just so many things that can go on. So whether you're listening to this real time now when the podcast lands or six months from now, you can still plan your best 2023 even halfway through the year. So this podcast can really be applied anytime, but in the here and now, here we go. Planning from the start of the year to have your very, very best year. I've outlined notes from um, different things that I've read and three different books. And like I said, things that I've tried. Starting out, I have three questions for you. You might want to take notes and kind of jot down thoughts because I really think if you focus in and are not distracted, we can really get to the heart of what you want this year and then make a roadmap, backtrack. I love starting with what's the end goal and then let's figure out the path. You know, like those those little kid puzzles where it's like the dogs at the end and then you work your way back to get to the bone or whatever it is. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna figure out what the end goal is and then we're just gonna make a path back and figure out What are those daily actions that you need to do every single day to make it happen? Because like we know, it's those little things over and over and over that move the needle. All right, here we go. Here are the three questions that I think are the most important when planning out your year. One, what do you love? Two, what are your peak experiences thus far? And three, how do you want to feel? Okay, what do you love? To me, the meaning of life is doing the things you love with the people that you want to do them with. So you need to know 
What do you love? What are your tens? What makes you feel alive and energized and and what makes you feel joy and happy? Maybe this is a good brain dump. Maybe you make a whole list of, even if it doesn't, you know, even if it would seem like silly to somebody else, whatever it is, even if you're not even talented in this way or you don't even have experience or you've never done it at all, I think just make a list of things that make you happy. Maybe it's traveling or photography or cooking or maybe it's outdoor activities like surfing or camping or gardening. Maybe it's drawing or maybe it's writing. Maybe you want to write a book. Maybe it's interior design or travel or spirituality, right? Just examples, but all things that maybe you could write on your list of things that you love. Because I think a lot of times we get so busy in our daily lives that how often, especially if you have a a full life with kids or maybe grandkids or a busy job, how often do we think like, wait, what do I actually love these days? Do I love trying new food? Do I love what I loved in college, which is getting out my camera and working on the aperture and all that kind of stuff? Or maybe I've always loved interior design, but I know nothing about it. Like, what do you love? What makes you excited to think about? What would you like to learn more of? Maybe it's learning a different language or reading, or maybe it's crafting or singing or playing an instrument. Don't wait until you can find spare time because let me t- let me break it to you. You will never just magically have that time. The time is now. Like whatever, you know, whatever the those things that you love are, let's get them on paper and let's work them into your life. I think sometimes we just keep doing what we've always done and we don't realize that maybe there are these things that we love that we're not doing that we're not doing enough of. And we think we don't have time, but then when we really crunch our time, maybe we're spending two hours a night on television when maybe we could be out playing pickleball for 40 minutes if that's what it is that you really want to learn. And maybe it's lots of things. Maybe it's not just one thing. Maybe you have multiple passions that you want to pursue. So that's the first question. What do you love? Second question. What are your peak experiences thus far? What things stick out to you that really were impactful on your life or like those moments where you're like, this this just doesn't get much better? What was happening? Who was with you? Where were you? How did you feel? What time of day was it? As much of that as you can kind of put together, You know, maybe you're standing on a beach somewhere with a gorgeous sunset, or maybe you're having like the most, the most amazing meal at a, you know, at a crazy, at a crazy, you know, hole in the wall place that just was like, set your soul on fire because you're such a foodie and it was such a good find. Just examples to kind of get you thinking because those things, like sometimes when, when I feel like I'm in one of those moments, I'll go up to my kids and I'll say, take a mental picture right now. Like take a big breath in and a big breath out and just like feel how it feels. Like take your shoes off, put your feet in the sand, um, look up at the sky. We Don't just be so busy, you know, kind of like 
going to the next thing, like this is a moment right now. A couple of days ago, we were in Santa Barbara just for one night and we stayed at the Rosewood Hotel in the, in um, Miramar that I've always wanted to stay at. And we were fortunate enough to have a room right along right along the water and you just walked out and we, we slept with the doors open with the waves crashing. And to me, that is a peak experience. It's I've, I've wanted to go there for so many years. I wish we could have stayed longer. It was just one night. It, it just, that's what worked with the schedule and it is a fortune, just a little, just a little FYI, but it was magical, magical in so many ways. And that was a peak experience for me, running on the beach, chasing the kids, chasing the dog, waking up and having breakfast out on the porch overlooking the water for me, peak experience. So I think as I'm planning my 2023, how do I get more of those moments? Like that was such a short trip, but it was, it could have been like a five day trip for as, as fulfilled as I felt leaving there because it was just, it was just a peak experience. So think back on this last year and even beyond what are your peak experiences? Because that's what we need to know. That's what we need to put into next year. So when we're we're writing out our list, our brain dump list, I think we should do on one one side, I want more of this and write it down and then put a line in the middle of the paper. And on the other side, I want less of this. What do you want more of? What do you want less of? Maybe you want less time under fluorescent lights. Maybe you have a corporate job and you're just like, this is not living anymore. Or maybe you have a corporate job that you thrive in and you love and you get paid well and you love who you work with. And that's awesome. But maybe you need to leave at five every day because you can and you need to and you need to set boundaries and you need to respect your your own time. Maybe you need to be around more people who make you feel your best and not be around people who just don't make you feel alive, right? So I think that having a brain dump of I want more of this on one side and less of this on the other is so good. It just, it tells you in black and white what to plan. But as far as peak experiences go, I love this because when you're saying, what do, what do I want my year to look like? Listen, we want it to look more like those peak experiences. You know what experiences you've had that made you that made you feel like this is incredible, like this is living. So let's calendar more of that. Last question. How do you want to feel? How do you want to feel? Brain dump it. I try to think of, instead of words that are like successful or rich, I try to think of feelings that being successful or wealthy would bring. So maybe examples. I want to feel peace at peace. I want to feel adventurous. I want to feel generous. I want to feel inspiring or funny or powerful or I want to feel understood or I want to feel healthy or I want to feel loved or I want to feel brave and courageous or I just want to be passionate, you know? Those are the things. I really I really feel like so often we can feel like we're just on autopilot, right? The days are very similar. You probably have your same routine of the things that you do. And it's very easy to just wake up and keep doing the same things. That's why I love this question. How do you want to feel? And some of these things you could already feel. You could already feel loved, but it's good to know that that's a big priority for you in 2023 because by having it down, this determines 
the decisions we make and the things that we say yes to and the things that we say no to on our calendar. How do you want to feel? Do you want, and it, 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 it helps if you want to feel more freedom of your time and you want to feel wealthier, then maybe this year you're going all in on working more and being strategic to make the money you want to make. How do you want to feel? Take those words and that will help give us a roadmap of how you want to spend your time. If you want to feel healthy, then we're going to spend time doing uh, healthy grocery shopping and healthy meal prep and spending time moving your body. If you want to feel creative, then maybe you're taking art classes or just buying art supplies and, and, and making time on a Saturday morning to paint or to learn how to use clay, whatever it is. Maybe you want to feel inspired, inspiring, and you want to do writing and you want to write something, even though you've never been a writer. I think by asking yourself, how do you want to feel, it opens up so many of what your actual priorities are. One huge thing that I'm making sure is a big priority in my life going into the next year is understanding the importance of my time and really prioritizing. And I think this is something we should all do is prioritize your time. You only have so much time in a day and so much bandwidth. So we have to prioritize the things that fill you up. Your tens, getting in your tens, make sure you get in a few tens every day. Those little things that make you feel alive. Some of them take two minutes. Some of them take two hours. But whatever it is, prioritizing your time and maximizing your time. So you can really, I think a lot of times we put ourselves in these like invisible, like we must do things a certain way that takes time when really if we just look at it differently, we can have that time freed up and we can spend less time doing things we don't want to do. For me, I've really learned that it's very hard to not do things that I feel like I should be doing, but realizing that at the end of the day, my time for me is the most valuable. So I have to be careful. If I'm going to take meetings, I take I make them very efficient. I set the goal. I set a really realistic amount of time for the meetings. There's no fluff around here just because there's no time for, for it. So really when I say prioritize your time, it's just avoiding procrastinating, avoiding the fluffy activities, make, avoiding the things that take way too long and just shortening them. That's really like my favorite hack lately is I take long tasks and I just shorten them. And listen, they're good enough. Like it works. Another thing that I think is very important going into the next year is finding your tribe. All of us need our people. We need those people who make us feel awesome, who tell us how great we are. And even when we suck, they support us and they don't judge us and they understand us. You know, people who are so happy for you, they celebrate your successes. They inspire you. They cheer you up rather than compete with you. They make you feel energized. This is the key, not depleted. You feel like you can be yourself and they have a growth mindset like you do, not a fixed mindset. 
Sometimes they have similar interests. That's always good, but not exactly the same as you. And when you're with them, you feel like family. Sometimes it could be family or it could be friends, family you choose. I just think now more than ever, we need our people, you know? And if you don't have those people now, I think that this is a perfect time to really lean in and find those people, whether it's meeting new people and getting outside of, you know, getting outside of your current your current comfort zone, or maybe it's just leaning into relationships with people that you know that you would like to know better, that you think could be your tribe. Listen, your tribe could be two people. It could be 10 people. Whatever it is, you need your people who love you and support you. I promise you the year will be so much better when you have your tribe. Another thing I've really learned is being vulnerable can be such a superpower. It's really seen as a weakness, but I'm telling you, being vulnerable has allowed me to get the best advice from friends or family and saying, listen, as a parent, I feel like maybe I made a mistake with this. This is what I said, and I think it was wrong. How can I fix this or going forward? It's incredible by being vulnerable. It can deepen relationships and it can help you through things in the way that not being vulnerable doesn't. Like, who cares? We all make mistakes. In some of the closest relationships I have with friends, I've gotten that deep with them because we're both completely willing to share our weaknesses as well as our strengths. But it just, it makes it so we are 100% ourselves. And being vulnerable also builds trust in relationships. It gives you room to grow It gives you a person to ask for help when you need it or share your dreams with. It's not going to laugh at you. Even it's ridiculous. I've sent my friends the most ridiculous business ideas ever. And they're always like, well, I don't know if it's, I'm not sure about that idea, but if anyone can do it, it's you. Like what a positive response. And then I look back a month later and I'm like, holy hell, how is that even a business idea? That's the worst practical idea ever. Here's an example, just a side note to really bring this point home. I love party backdrops. I love it. And I think it's the hardest part to get right when doing a party. So I wanted to sell party walls. But the problem, like party walls that you could very easily, that were lightweight, easy to store, that you could easily like redress every time and make the most beautiful party backdrop for the dessert table or the photo booth. It would be these walls that you could very easily change for your theme. Inexpensive, use them every time. Problem is, where do how do you ship it without it costing a fortune? Huge problem. And where do people store it? Huge problem. Like the idea was very cool. I love the idea of selling a wall that is your backdrop that you use every time you style it up and you could literally get fabric from Joann's and some garland and some twinkle lights, or you could just get it on Amazon. Once you get this wall, which I had in mind, that would be the wall would be a hundred dollars, but then the shipping would be outrageous just because it's a big wall and you can't fold it because then it wouldn't stand up. So how do you ship walls? That sucks. Anyways, great idea, too many problems equals terrible idea. I made a video, I sent it to a couple friends. I was like, this is my best idea ever. It was a terrible idea. Like, I mean, kind of good-ish, but practically terrible. But I had friends to send it to and I'd send them ideas all the time. And my point is, is they'll tell me honestly, well, mostly my husband, by the way, he is very much like, well, let me tell you the 77 reasons that is a bad idea. I'm like, well, thanks, babe. But 
that's why he's a part of my tribe. You need it. Then other friends are like, yes, that's the best idea ever. Go for it. You can do it. You need those people, the variety of it, but the people who you can be vulnerable with and share your ideas. Next thought, whatever it is you have in your mind, I think you should start now. Like I just don't, I think there are very, very few things that you should wait on. Like people feel like I'm going to wait until this, until I have the money to invest in this. There are very few things that you actually need additional qualifications. You just need to get started. That's it. You just need to start. There's never going to be a perfect time. There's never going to be, you know, everything's not going to be perfectly aligned. But in my life and in the people closest to me, I've really seen that getting started now is everything. Just don't wait, whatever it is. I'm all about people starting podcasts. I'm doing a podcast course in January for anyone that wants to start a podcast. It's this awesome group of people with the same goal. And we are going to go week by week, every step you need to start a podcast. And in six weeks, everyone will have a fully functioning podcast out in the world that didn't exist six weeks before it. I'm obsessed with it. And I love that we're doing this as a group coaching program because there's a start day. I don't care if you're ready or not. You will be. January 9th, when we start, you will be ready because the time to do it is now. Another tip for 2023 and in your planning is stop magnifying your flaws. I hear this so much in the people that I work with is, yeah, but I'm not good at this, but this isn't my strength, or I failed at this one time, or I'm terrible at managing money, or I'm so forgetful, I have the worst memory, or I'm not great in at networking or in a social setting. Whatever, man, we all have the things that we're not great at. We have to learn to magnify our talents instead of reminding ourselves of our flaws. I think that this is one of the perf- one of the things, knowing that nobody's perfect. And even though it seems like we have more imperfections, everybody feels like that. And I think that by doing some brain training, we can tell ourselves that the that that's just not what we want to focus on, right? Stop magnifying your flaws. Okay, back into our 2023 big planning. I think that we should all put on our calendar one big challenge for the year. Jesse Itzler calls it his Masogi, whether it's running a marathon or maybe it's doing like some crazy hike or maybe it is starting a podcast or starting a nonprofit organization. One big challenge for the year. I haven't figured out what mine is for 2023. I have a running list of the options, but I'm still working on it. Another thing I think that we should do is eliminate the stuff you don't need. I think that a lot of times having too much stuff and not purging properly makes us feel overwhelmed and makes us feel like a hot mess. The best way to not feel like a hot mess is to have your stuff together and not, you know, have your car a mess and never be able to find anything. So part of my plan is definitely before the new year and in the new year, constantly eliminating the stuff I don't need. Another thing I'm going to do is put on my calendar time for adventures. I'm even trying to think about how I could get a group of friends and maybe do like three adventures a year. So kind of like a trip, but more adventure-based. 
families and have three spread out throughout the year. Whoever can come, comes, and we go on this adventure. Like, how memorable is that? I think our goal should be for 2023 here. If you if you've zoned out, come back to me here because this is the secret sauce. This is the this is the everything. We need to plan 2023 so we remember what we did. Like if you asked me, what hey, what did you do in 2019? Like I'm sure I could think of some vacations or some probably some business numbers I hit, but really I couldn't tell you personally, which is what's most important, I couldn't tell you any big goals. So I think that's our reset. That's our restart. What are we going to do? So if I follow the plan that I'm kind of saying, I'm going to figure out one big challenge for the year, right? Like I said, Jesse Itzler's Masogi. It's the marathon. It's starting the podcast. It's that big goal, that one big thing. So you'll look back on 2023 and be like, oh yeah, 2023. That's the year I started my podcast or I started my nonprofit. And that's the year I I built a group and we did three adventures all together for the year. That was that year I did that. Man, how incredible was that? Think about it. If you, Jesse Itzler says, all his content on, on building your life resume is so interesting and so valuable. But he says, if you do nothing else except put your Masogi on the calendar And then he has kind of a similar concept. He calls Kevin's rule. He has a friend named Kevin. And every every six weeks or every eight weeks, Kevin does something he wouldn't normally do. So it's go to a museum or hike a mountain or hike hike a, you know, not maybe like not a huge mountain, but like go on a hiking trip, things like that. Do something you wouldn't normally do. I think, and he says that just by changing nothing else in your year, But just doing these two things, so adding in every so often things you wouldn't normally do, and doing one big challenge for the year, think about how much more rewarding your year will be than the last year. So I think we need to put a couple of things on our calendar that we don't normally do that will make us remember this year. You know, 2023 was the year that you did what? Fill in the blank. You did that one big adventure, that one big physical challenge, or you wrote a book, or you wrote an online course, or you ran 200 miles, or you prioritized your health and you started really feeling good for the first time in 10 years, whatever that looks like for you. Next thought. I think in 2023, we should all think of a way to make money in a new way. Now, I love entrepreneurship. I think that there are so many very cool ways to make money, like starting a podcast, starting an Etsy shop, um, starting a Shopify store, writing a book, writing an online course. There's just so many different, um, becoming an influencer with Amazon affiliate and with like to know it and reward style, um, programs with using affiliate links. I know the word influencer can sometimes make people nervous, but I'm telling you affiliate links are so, it can be so profitable and it doesn't take as long as you think. And no, there aren't already too many influencers. You can absolutely start today. Um, I think that, those are the things that those are the things that we remember, right? Those are the things that we are going to remember next year. Couple more things. 
I also think we should get uncomfortable and say yes to the things that we would normally say no to if it is aligned with your goals, with the questions we asked at the beginning of this episode. How do you want to feel? What do you love? I also want to do more things instead of watching them. Today, I was watching Presley in the batting cage and I was watching Parker um, doing his throwing lesson. And I was like, why is my ass not in a batting cage? Like, I mean, because I'm 41, who cares? Why can't I buy a helmet and a bat as a grown woman? And because I love moving my body. I love challenging myself. I'm sure I'd be terrible at first, but I want to start doing more things and not watching them. That's one of my priorities. Uh, I think that, like I said about the Kevin's rule, put things on your calendar that you wouldn't normally do. Look up local classes, like take um, a cooking class or learn a new type of fitness. There are so many different ways to do it. So between all these thoughts, try to think about a way to make money in a new way. Even if it just starts a little bit of money here and there, it's fun and it's progress and it's rewarding. Even if it's hard work, it's just so cool. You can start something new, even if you don't work at all right now, or you already work totally full time and you can't imagine taking on something else. What if it's something that you love? And what if it takes off and it replaces the thing that you do now? Let's make a plan and work backwards. What do you love? What are your peak experiences? And how do you want to feel? I think those are the questions that we should ask and then make a plan. How can you get uncomfortable? How can you challenge yourself? How can you make sure that you're doing the things that you love? How can you eliminate the stuff in your life that you don't need? How can you make plans with more of the people that you love so that you see them more? So you're not like, oh my gosh, you know, maybe a friend that lives in a different state or a different county. You see, Maybe you see them twice a year. Why can't you see them four times a year? Why can't we double that? If you love them and they are your tribe, get it on the calendar now. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be complicated. You can drive to each other, drive somewhere to do something awesome, do something different. The whole goal is, so in this year, we do things that make us feel alive, that we're leaning into what we really want. And we look back on 2023 and we're like, yeah, that's the year I did. This, this, and this, that's the year because we're being so intentional with it. I love a calendar view and I kind of set out on my calendar, look at each month and I set out, okay, when are the vacations? When are the little getaways? What, what's the getaway with just my husband and I? What are my priorities? My priority is, uh, you know, priorities between all the different facets, between health, between relationship, kids and work and and spirituality, all those different things. How are you intentional about prioritizing and getting on the calendar the things that align with the things that are important to you? I think that if we are very intentional and stay intentional, this is not just a January thing. This is a throughout the year thing. How can we constantly recalibrate and pivot and say, okay, this is, this is great, or I'm on the wrong path here, or I still feel like I'm going on autopilot. I feel, still feel like every damn day is Groundhog's Day. We can make a change anytime. Figure out how you want to feel. Figure out what you want to do. Think about the peak experiences in your life thus far. Make a plan and work backwards. 
Thank you so much for listening and cheers to your most awesome 2023. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.